Often the way to solve a big problem is to tackle a small one. That's an approach championed by the Global Cyber Alliance. The Alliance is an international cross-sector, not-for-profit that aims to confront, address, and prevent malicious cyber activity. And to achieve that goal, it's taking on one cyber risk challenge at a time. The Alliance is headed by Phil Rodinger, the one-time Department of Homeland Security Deputy Undersecretary for Cybersecurity, Sony Chief Information Security Officer, and Microsoft's Chief Trustworthy Infrastructure Strategist. The best cybersecurity strategy is to do something. There are lots of entities out there that are focusing on the bigger questions and overall approaches and who ought to do what. Because it's such a complicated problem and it's so difficult to understand, while those organizations are working on the bigger points of the problem, we need entities that just as much focus on getting stuff done. Working on the strategic, but through the lens of tactical action, trying to make measurable changes. It's essentially using a startup approach to a much bigger problem. You don't try and build a government agency that's got 15 components and all of these different things. You pick a part of the problem and you design a solution and you see if it works. And if it doesn't, you want to fail fast and then try something else. You don't want to get caught up in all of the administrative overhead and work around trying to have an omnibus strategy that will be out of date before it's ever implemented. Among the first projects the nearly year-old alliance is taking on is to mitigate phishing. Many phishing attacks involve spoofing. That's when the attacker sends an email message masquerading as someone else. In spoofing phishing attacks, malware often is attached to the email that is opened by the recipient who thinks the message originated from someone he or she knows and trusts. One effective tool to battle spoofing is the email validation system designed to detect and prevent spoofing known as DMARC, which stands for Domain Message Authentication Reporting and Conformance. If a company implemented DMARC and set its policies the right way, along with two other protocols called the Sender Policy Framework and another one called DCAM, it could set up a policy so if someone received an email from company.com and that company had employed DMARC, if the email was not signed by an authorized sender or it had been altered in some way, that email could just be trashed. You wouldn't need heuristics. It would violate policies. It would be destroyed. It would never be given to the recipient. And a report would be sent back to the domain owner of company.com who would then know that someone was spoofing emails from it. It's a way for companies to protect their customers and their brand while helping to prevent phishing. It's not the whole phishing problem. If you deploy DMARC, company.com could get an email where the O in company is replaced with a zero. So it's a lookalike domain. It wouldn't stop that. It solves a part of the problem, but it can almost stop completely especially as web email providers deploy DMARC on the receiving end of stopping one of the most egregious types of phishing, which is this email spoofing, especially email from entities like financial institutions. That's what our approach is. We say phishing's a big problem. How do we mitigate it? Well, let's find a solution like DMARC that is very effective for a part of that problem and it is not being adequately deployed. And then what can we do to drive deployment of that solution? What are the barriers? How do we overcome that? And then we measure what the effect is. The Alliance plans to develop metrics with the solutions it offers. 
We're going to publicly report on the degree to which we think risk is reduced, where we can make data available, where we can make technologies or protocols or whatever we do available. We're going to do that. We will honestly report on the difference we think we and our partners, the whole alliance has made. And then everyone will be free to judge. Yeah, but we're not going to give you an 80-page report with 10 recommendations, all of which won't be done for five years. What we're going to do is give you a short, here's what the problem is, here's what we did, here's what we think the risk was before, and here's what we think the risk was afterward. You judge whether this is valuable or not. You judge whether you want to participate in continuing this process. We are all about objective measurement of results. I expect and I know people will call us on that if we are not objective or we don't produce the results that we want. As for DMARC, Reitinger explains how the Alliance will develop metrics to show its effectiveness. The nice thing about DMARC is there are ways to measure the effectiveness. You can set your policies so you get a report when there is an email that fails the security policies. You can collect those reports that come back and know how many spoofing emails were blocked, which gives you a very valuable start on what the metrics are. Beyond that, you know, in our bespoke risk measurement, I think we're going to have to do some sort of estimation to figure out what the risk cost for each of those emails would be so that we can do an all-up calculation of the degree to which we think the risk has been reduced. We're still working on exactly what that calculation will be. By narrowing the focus to one component of cyber risk, such as phishing attacks involving spoofing, Reitinger says the Alliance can help overcome a problem many organizations face, getting around to deploy what turns out to be simple security solutions. When stuff isn't getting done, there's always a good reason for it. When people don't patch systems, for example, it's often because there are too many patches They've got to do testing before they install the patch, and there's only so much they can get done in patching mission-critical systems. We're looking at places where we think there's a solution, but there's not adequate deployment, so there's always a good reason. Our goal is to say, is this a barrier we can overcome? Those barriers are significant, otherwise the solutions that we're working on would have been deployed. For example, in DMARC, we've identified the major barriers as lack of incentives, lack of awareness, and difficulty of deployment. We're going to try to tackle all three of those pieces by assembling the right resources, people, and expertise and technology to solve that and try and catalyze forward movement. But that's really the biggest deal. At the moment, the Global Cyber Alliance is working on another project called the DNS Response Policy Zones. The project will combine threat intelligence to provide a way to block attacks through the domain name system. DNS is the decentralized naming system for computers, services, and resources connected to the internet or private network. When a system were attacked, for example, you know, received a phishing email and a person clicked on a link that went out to a compromised website, or if somebody tried to go to a known compromised website that would load malware on their system, you can block that at the DNS level. We're working on developing a community effort to build that means to provide DNS filtering and block a significant amount of malware. And we're working with some great partners in that space. Redinger says the Alliance plans to publish its findings on DNS response policy zones and DMARC in November. What other projects will the Global Alliance tackle? 
create what amounts to a credential revocation list that would be a hashed set of usernames and passwords that were not necessarily compromised, may have been compromised, but are being used in exhaustion type attacks on large internet-facing authentication systems. And that would be a community list. People would throw their data together. And by that means, a lot of different companies that do a significant amount of authentication could purge or prevent use of credentials and require resets for credentials that may have been compromised at some point. For example, a credential was stolen or a password was reused for the same username. We're looking at maybe having a directory of compromised websites. We're specifically thinking about an identity a credentialing-related project. But we're still talking to a bunch of partners on that and trying to figure out if there's something that we can add in that space that's not already being done by, for example, the pilots under INSTEC, which is the National Strategy for Trusted Identities in Cyberspace. Because our goal is very much not to do what other people are doing effectively, but to fill in gaps and try to cover and implement solutions to risk where the implementation hasn't taken off. Reitinger will deliver the keynote address at the ISMG Fraud and Breach Prevention Summit in New York City on Tuesday, August 2nd. The title of his presentation is Systemic Cyber Risk, Welcome to the Bronze Age. I asked him about his reference to the Bronze Age. What I mean by that is how one addresses systemic cyber risk, both its measurement and the actions we take in regard to it, we're still in the early stages of. There are people who are very good at it. You know, we have practitioners who know what they're doing, but there's not a whole lot of science behind it. It tends to be more, not even yet engineering approaches. I've often said that we need to move from religion to science in cybersecurity, and I think that's true. We are good at doing what we do, but we need to you know, move beyond the Bronze Age to the Iron Age and eventually to the information age where all of our decisions are made based on what the data tells us. You mentioned moving from religion to science. What do you mean by that? If you bring in a person who is what they're doing and they look at what, what your cybersecurity policies, what your architecture and what your operations look like, they can tell you some things that you ought to do and some actions you ought to take. But that's all based on experience. That's what we know and what we've seen to work. There's no really strong or broadly developed analytical framework that gives you a quantitative and measurable answer. We're getting farther and farther in that direction, especially with frameworks like uh, the Kill Chain that was developed by Lockheed Martin. But we have a long way to go towards where we have cybersecurity practitioners who are scientists as opposed to artists or witch doctors. That's Global Cyber Alliance Chief Executive Phil Reitinger. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabrill.